Listening to Student Radio Maastricht 107.5 FM RTV Maastricht. The song you just heard was High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. I'm Julia, your host for the first hour, and today I'm joined by Alina from the SRM team. Hey, hey. And Katinka, our lovely tech. Hello. And we have a very special guest, Lisbeth, who is representing the well being movement here in Maastricht. Hello. <laughs> So before we go in today's talk, which is all about um, well-being and well-being also within student life, um, Lisbeth, would you like to present to our listeners who may not know it what the well-being movement actually is? Well, uh, the well-being movement is exactly what it says. Like we're trying to create a movement around well-being, student well-being. And uh, the idea is to create more awareness among students about how they're doing and, and how they're feeling and actually breaking through a bit of the taboo of talking about your well-being. And so in 2017, it started with just one small well-being week. And right. in, in four years, we've already grown to well a well-being week with 1,000 participants. Wow. And yes, and, and, and we have a monthly well-being Wednesday. So the movement is growing, but there's still a lot of... Uh, room to expand more yeah exactly all that but that is very impressive and what exactly is your involvement within the movement i'm the project coordinator uh, the well-being movement is a project of the university um, to increase uh, student well-being or to have more focus on student well-being so i'm basically organizing events and uh, having a format for people who would like to reach out to their fellow students or, or speakers who would like to do something for us so i create the format i create the locations i facilitate people to just yeah reach out uh, to one another so that's what i do yeah wow so were you the one actually that came up with the concept of the well-being movement? No, I okay. was not. No. <laughs> it was a study advisor of UCM and she saw an example in uh, the United States. And she was like, we need to have a well-being week in Maastricht. And so she initi initiated it. And it's, that's why it started like really small with UCM and FPN. Yeah. And then it, it grew like year after year. And it's extended to all faculties. Yes. And yes. Wow, that's a very impressive. And how did you decide to join or how did you become involved with it? Yeah, I was lucky enough to work at the Student Services Center as a UM psychologist. Right. And the project coordinated, co coordinator who started uh, uh, with the well-being movement, he took another job. And I was like, yeah, I really want to <laughs> be involved and I really, really want to take part in it. And so it's part of my job description. So. Right, and you've enjoyed it for now. It's yes. been a nice experience. It is. It's amazing. I really love it. I really love the atmosphere around all the events and setting up these well, these well-being weeks. It's it's quite stressful, but you get such a big reward. Afterwards. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I can imagine. And um, so, uh, with regards to the well-being movement, is it open for everyone to join? Is it like um, kind of a thing that you become like a member? Is it more something that you can? participate if you want to or how exactly does that work it's open for all students so you can join as ma many events as you like to mm -hmm. and if you like to become more uh, actively engaged in helping the movement grow then you just have to get in touch with us and uh, we're trying to create a community um, ab around it and then we have regular brainstorms that you also then you also have a say in okay which topics are interesting and what you want to go for mm -hmm. um, so if students are interested you can always reach out yeah, no, that's so cool. And uh, I imagine last year, how exactly did that work? Did you still manage to organize like events? Did that happen online or how exactly did that work last year? Unfortunately, almost everything was uh, online. Mm -hmm. um, it did have the advantage that you could also follow the events uh, remotely. But um, yeah, the atmosphere is not the same, but still we had a, a very successful well-being week. That's uh, great. Yeah, we still had very, very good uh, feedback. But we also see the need in students now if you have the on-campus events mm -hmm. that they are really yeah. so excited to be back. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine, definitely. And what would you say is kind of the the best thing, the best things of being part of the well-being movement? What do you enjoy most? What I love most is the moment after an event is over. Right. Because then people, they still hang around and then you, you notice that there's this common feeling of, hey, we're so happy that we can do this and we can, can talk to each other about this. So that's the feeling I do it for, like the gratefulness and yeah, the, the happiness that you create or, or that's there by having these events yeah yeah no i can imagine that that's amazing it's very rewarding also mm -hmm. to feel like something that started off so small now is kind yeah. of having an impact and oh that's very good and what would you maybe say is there something that what's kind of like the not worst thing but like is there are there also like downsides or is it is it um does it take up a lot of time being part of the movement so what would you say are kind of the maybe not so nice sides Well, it's basically the log logistics of it all. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and especially for before the Wellbeing Week, like this Wellbeing Week will probably have 40 events, but you also need locations. And if you want to book locations, you have to wait. First, uh, education has to be booked, and then we can see which rooms are available. So that means that it's quite last minute that I know which event will take place at mm -hmm. what location. Yeah. So that can be quite stressful. And, you know, if you organize events, things always change last of minute. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to be open for, yes. for change and unforeseeable things yeah alina katika had you ever heard of the well-being movement previously uh, i have definitely um tried to be a part of it a few years ago didn't wasn't lucky maybe i should try again because apparently <laughs> it grew uh, and uh, yeah i don't know if uh, speakers that are not part of um are welcome now um so yeah i would love to i think it's a very amazing initiative something that's very um much needed within a community as big as a university And uh, very important to keep addressing this topic and make students aware of it. So um, let's listen to a song maybe and then we can go more into Perfect. everything that's yes. happening around the well-being movement. What's the next, uh, next so song? So the next song we have is Up by Ollie Moores and Demi Lovato.
is Student Radio Maastricht 107.5 FM, RTV Maastricht. The song you just heard was Up by Ollie Moores and Demi Lovato. I'm Julia, your host for the first hour, and I'm joined by Alina from the SRM team. Hey. Katinka, our tech. Hello. And Lisbeth from the well-being movement here in Maastricht. Hello. <laughs> so where we left off, um, Lisbeth was just explaining to us what the well movement, well-being movement actually is, how it started, and also she was describing to us her role within the organization. Um, but now let's begin by diving into the topic of this week's episode by actually looking at this concept and um, seeing how we maybe define it differently among us. So Alina, maybe let's start by you. How do you understand the concept of well-being or how would you define it? Um, first, I think I would like to answer the question uh, previously asked uh, about how... Um, my, my interaction with the well-being uh, movement. Oh, yeah, sorry. No. Our mo- uh, no worries. Or um, the week, um, well, well-being week um, last year. Um, yeah, well, I, I became a student um, last year in September, and I took part of uh, in the online uh, well-being week, but um, I think not in all <laughs> activities, but, of course, online was a bit different. Mm, this year, I hope to actually participate in person, and I think... Mm, because I um, I work at the library and <laughs> my employers asked me to uh, supervise a couple of events for the uh, well-being week, so I guess I'll be around. Mm. But uh, I actually have a, a question before we dive in uh, um, into the concept. What exactly happens during well-being week for people that don't know anything about it? Because I know the events and what I can expect, but... Um, Yeah, what happens? What kind of events you have? Well, we basically have a week full of workshops, lectures, uh, all kinds of activities around well-being. And we try to make it as broad as possible. So we have social events where you just go grab a cup of coffee and a muffin together. um, And it ranges up until um, over to sessions on burnout or depression and everything within that range, like everything in between, we try to offer it. So that there's something in there for every student and can also be like working out together. Like we try to offer many different things so that there's something for every student, everyone who is willing to do something with their peer around their well-being that's hopefully in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So that brings us to the, um, uh, the thing that well-being is not something specific because it's... It, um, incorporates lots of small concepts. For example, you mentioned uh, socializing um, uh, or working out, uh, so um, uh, staying uh, healthy mentally, physically. Um, I think uh, that's how I would define well-being, um, keeping a balance um, between all these areas of uh, our life and um, trying to not... Um, yeah. Um, go into a very bad extreme if I can put it like that and just find joy in what you're doing in your uh, daily life yeah I think you mentioned a really important word which is balance which I think does play a major role in well-being so well-being I don't think is necessarily needs to mean that you're in this euphoric state where you're like super happy it just means that you know like considering the circumstances of your situation you could say that you're doing well as the word says that you're kind of in balance with with, with what is going on at the moment and you kind of to a certain extent maybe have control over what is going on in your life but yeah I don't know Katinka what is maybe your definition yeah I think for me as well well well-being is about your health and it does your physical health your mental health your spiritual health and how that's all combined Um, and there's different levels in that and I think it's it's also fine to not be fine sometimes um lena and i were talking right before the show that we're super tired and it's been busy weeks Mm. and and that's okay as long as you keep an eye on that as long as you're aware and i think that is missing that's why i appreciate something like a well-being movement and week so much because i think a lot of this these parts of our well-being we are not aware of and if you're not aware of it you cannot monitor it you cannot do anything about yeah. it and then you don't know why you're tired why you're exhausted why you're getting in a burnout why you're feeling depressed um or just maybe not complete because that's also something if we talk about spiritual health that i see a lot among students that they they just haven't figured things out yet for themselves you know what do i believe in or um what kind of life do i want to live 
uh, and then yeah then you can feel incomplete and that can drag you down in all these other areas of your life so I think yeah well-being is just everything that is about you um, and um, yeah it would be wonderful mm. if everybody can be at least okay and hopefully even yeah. more you know be happy be healthy uh, exactly. whatever that means for you yeah absolutely especially this um, concept of just being aware like not um, downplaying your struggles or maybe your emotions so if you're feeling a certain way as you said that's fine it's fine to not be fine um, and I think um, big factor that goes into well-being is actually acknowledging how you're doing at the moment and if it's not um, if you're not maybe doing your best then act accordingly so I don't know whether that means taking a step back from what you're doing surrounding yourself by a certain environment or people or things um, yeah, that's, I mean, I would definitely agree with that. I don't know, Lisbeth, do you have anything to add for no, definition? I definitely <laughs> agree. I think for us, what, what we very often see, and and that's what well-being is not, is that it's very often misconceived as it's your mental health. Like, right. you think of your well-being means I have to be really struggling and have to be severely depressed before I have to think of my well-being. And that's what we definitely want to avoid and break through is that, well, your well-being can thinking about your well-being can just be as well like let's grab a coffee or, or yeah. let's just have fun together let's just go work out together you don't have to necessarily feel like mentally really down before being aware of hey how am I doing and I think it's it's like I think Azette said like it's everything about you and how are you and getting in touch with that and that's what we try to create like more awareness around that yes absolutely so so uh, interesting how yeah maybe it's um, perceived by many in a wrong way as being like kind of um, just related to your mental health and it's like the basically well-being should be like the absence of like mental health problems but I mean you can also be completely fine let's say on a um, say that your mental health is doing fine but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing well maybe so that is definitely um, interesting to keep in mind that well-being is a very well-rounded word that does goes beyond i think just your mental health yeah i think there are lots of small concepts uh, floating around this word for example we mentioned already mental physical health um but i think uh, and you said uh, katinka also about uh, being aware and uh, basically being connected with yourself and i find it interesting how well-being is both about your relationship with yourself but also how you connect to other people because you cannot yeah have full uh, I don't know if I can say that full well-being without actually um, yeah bonding with other people socializing sharing um, and there is th these two aspects and also trying to um, keep a balance between uh, spending time with yourself um, quality time me time um, and uh, spending time with uh, friends family and maybe meeting new people uh, sometimes yeah. yeah, I completely agree. So maybe tying into this, what would you say brings well-being into your day-to-day -day life? Or Katinka? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's just part of every day for me. This is something that I started when I started becoming a coach, I guess. So it's also like a, the beginning of my personal development journey, let's say that, um, where I got aware of, what well-being meant for me but also the people around me uh, and how I could focus on that every day so that just starts with when I decide to wake up tomorrow you know what time how much time do I take for myself in the morning what do I do during this what do I eat uh, but also I mean right now everything is starting up again the world is opening up and it's going yeah. so quickly uh, and I'm a very social being uh, I love having as many people as I can around me but um, right now I'm noticing that I have to get used to that again um, I'm not struggling too much with the FOMO but it is like making all these decisions what party am I going to go to what, what am I not going to go to uh, work is starting up again as well so it's just so much um, so just a few times a day I take a moment and check in with myself where where do I stand what do I want to do what should I do for myself and I think that's uh, yeah that's it most sounds important. very nice very healthy <laughs> what about you <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> <laughs> what brings well-being to your day-to-day -day life I think we can uh, go uh, into song because oh, I yes. have to think <laughs> of this question. Yes. <laughs> think deeply. <laughs> yeah. So the next song uh, we have is September by Earth, Wind and Fire.
You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht 107.5 FM, RTV Maastricht. The song you just heard was September by Earth, Wind & Fire. I'm Julia, your host for the first hour, and I'm joined by Alina from the SRM team. Hey. Katinka, our tech. Hello. And Lisbeth, who is representing the well-being movement here in Maastricht today. Hello. (laughs) Where we left off, actually... um, Alina, we were. Um, did you have time to reflect upon what brings well-being into your day-to-day life? I think uh, my answer is uh, quite similar to Katinka's. To be honest, she gave a very nice uh, definition yes. of how um, a day should look like in which you feel uh, present in the moment. You check in with yourself, but also you do things that you enjoy and uh, balance it with... Um, things that you, you need to do because of course we all have responsibilities so it's a matter of uh, making time for things that you love doing uh, for um, socializing for uh, I don't know reading your favorite book uh, or going to the gym if uh, that's what you like or playing a team sport or um, meeting up with friends or even um, uh, having a chat with your housemate um all these small things build upon a day in which I would feel, okay, I felt good, I guess. I can uh, say that well-being was present throughout my day. Yes, yeah, I would completely agree with that. I mean, it's anything that where you feel like maybe you just, you're prioritizing yourself and yourself only and focusing on what makes you feel well, not even necessarily, I keep, trying to say happy but yeah um just yeah you don't have to necessarily be super happy you can just feeling fine i think is already something to strive for yeah and i think also mindful for me um meditation means a lot uh, in yeah. the morning it me- helps me feel grounded and uh, aware of what's happening around me and within me and mindful and just present uh in the moment whether i'm doing something that um well i need to do or something that i fully enjoy yeah. um yeah this uh awareness um I, I i'm trying to keep it present with or keep it with me at all uh, times yeah yeah what about you lisbeth i'd be interested what do you th- feel like brings kind of well-being into your daily life uh I have a, a very busy life and also yeah. a very busy side job and I have two amazing kids but also very loud <laughs> and uh, enthusiastic so what I try to um, incorporate in every day is a moment of silence and that Important. can some days yeah it can be meditation I try to meditate every day but also uh, a walk with the dog in, in in the forest or just a moment doesn't have to be too long but when I co- incorporate the silence and I can like get back to me and that makes my days feel like fulfilling and then I can live present like I can be me in every interaction even if it's busy or chaotic or crowded because I also really like that but I need to sometimes really find the silence in order to be fully present yeah yeah also recharge and uh, you yes. know like daily life can be very draining and <laughs> having a busy life especially um so i would definitely also agree that silence is a very nice aspect of <laughs> well-being that uh, sometimes we don't um value enough or give enough attention to so that brings me also to the next point so um, I think you already touched upon this a little bit, but do you feel like um, well-being is something that is discussed enough? Or also, I think what ties into this, do you think that um, institutions like a university or um, schools, families, do they have a certain responsibility in promoting well-being and teaching the importance of well-being? Lisbeth, yeah, I think I think it's already increasing, and that's very good. Yeah. Since I started uh, on the well-being movement three years ago, a lot has changed, and yeah, we've received a lot more attention, and and people are willing to talk about their well-being. But I still think there is a lot more room to grow. That it's still for some people really difficult to be vulnerable and to also integrate that in their daily lives and especially also in academic life i think there is still a a way to go to incorporate something around well-being in the courses or or in the curricula i think there's still uh, yeah room to grow yeah yeah. i I hope that will happen uh, in the future and i it's looking good but still there is so much more to gain that's my biggest wish (laughs) personal development will be in the curriculum of any education because i think it's very neglected 
uh, universities are maybe as a system not ready for that yet because you cannot grade it, give it a number, yeah. mm-hmm. and numbers are money, you know, in the whole system uh, of education, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, um, even seeing something like a well-being movement being started within a university and growing to as big as it is now makes me very happy because I think these are the steps to get there because it will be so valuable for students to have access to that personal development yeah and then then it doesn't matter what you study I think that's Mm. just the the baseline of any Mm. student happily (laughs) ending their uni life (laughs) at some point yeah Yeah, absolutely and especially um I'd be interested in oh we have a do we have a song coming up now? Yeah, you can finish your song. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask you a new question, so I think we can. We have time for the song right, now. Well, let's start <laughs> with the song, and then, um, then we'll do the question <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, so the next song is Fix You by Coldplay. listening to student radio maastricht 107.5 fm rtv maastricht the song you just heard was fix you by coldplay 
And where we left off, we were kind of just discussing what well-being means to us in our day-to-day lives and what kind of brings us um, a sense of well-being uh, in a somewhat crazy daily routine. Um, And now I think moving on, it'd be interesting to talk about um, maybe well-being in the university context, but more specifically, what are certain threats to well-being or certain things that might hinder well-being, especially within like a university context? Like maybe Alina, like you, like me, we started last year, you know. Um, And what would you say maybe are in your student everyday life, what are things that maybe... Um, sometimes prevent you from feeling well or some things that might throw you off um, yeah w- what are those oh I think there are plenty <laughs> I'd say, but yeah. just uh, being a student <laughs> yeah just being a student I think the academic stress uh, overwhelm in uh, you know specific uh, times for example when the exam weeks are coming up or um, yeah lots of uh, assignments and all that uh burnout sometimes especially if uh, students have other responsibilities besides um, school so um, work or uh, student associations or uh, things like that Um, I think that's what I encountered uh, the most yeah especially something that um, I feel like I realized this year and which is different from school is that when you're in university you really are living in a bubble because you're you go to basically your classes with students but then also your your life outside of uh, university usually revolves also around students so I feel like you stay within this bubble which is very nice don't get me wrong but um, it is very easy to then kind of think that also the all the stress and like maybe also sense of competition and all that that comes with it um, it kind of very easily becomes your reality. Like, it's very difficult to put things in perspective, I feel like, sometimes. Because in school, um, yes, you would be among, like, your peers and being that, like, school environment. But then you would, at least for a lot of people, you would then go home and it was kind of, you put things back into perspective. And I feel like that's sometimes a bit difficult with the uh, university is that you kind of also have this um, this stress and, like, you have people that are going through the same, like, um, maybe feelings of burnout and you kind of can't put that in perspective that easily. I don't know, Lisbeth, is that something you've observed? Yeah, it's, it sounds familiar. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's nothing new, I think. And I guess what we often see is, it, it relates a bit to that, is that students often perceive a lot of pressure and be it from university because there's a high workload and you have to get yeah. exams and you have to get that many uh, points and everything a year. So, pressure from university but also pressure from themselves and and internally like I want to perform and I want to do good and I compare it with my peers and so that's what what's a bit related to that yeah. that you're in that bubble but there's also a lot of pressures on so many levels yeah I think I that's also we get a lot of feedback on that it's the combination of pressure from the university being in terms of workload and then the pressure that you feel because you want to perform and you want to really get good grades that combination is is well well I wouldn't say lethal but it's really heavy like it's actually <laughs> yeah. it can drag you down if you can mm-hmm. feel like I can't manage this yeah but yeah definitely and um I feel like what then ties in is that it's very easy to neglect well-being because then you're like um you know university takes up so much time and you want to do your best again so there's a lot of pressure so you feel like you should be devoting your entire energy everything you got into like um doing your best at university and then it can almost seem like uh you know focusing on yourself taking a step back doing what makes you feel good is almost like um, not what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it almost, you feel like, no, that's not important. Like, mm-hmm. I need to prioritize things. Whereas that's not the case. And I think that's so great that we have the movements like the well being movement that remind us that how crucial it actually is to have these moments for yourself. And um, that these are almost, I feel like, as important as, you know, giving your best within like a university context. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I agree with that, especially. Because um, in the last months, I've um, had some friends that uh, just started university, although they're older. But um, yeah, their first years now. And I um, observed 
such a, a, a major shift uh, in how they are and how they prioritize things and how um, how they feel about life and, uh, and themselves and how tired they are all the time. And it's, um, it's another thing when you notice it on someone else, when someone is going through this process. And of course, you cannot do a lot. You cannot uh, help them directly. Um, and it makes me think about how I was last year when I started university. Yeah, it happened the same thing because I'm also very much perfectionist as we talked in the previous radio episode. Um, and in the beginning, all my life was only about university. And now that I took a step back and I can uh, look uh, at this um then I noticed that when you're in the middle of this process, you think nothing matters except my my grades, or not even the grades, but the uh, yeah the uh, pressure of performing, of being satisfied um, with the uh, with what you're studying and um, the level you're achieving. And when you're looking from uh, from the side, then it, yeah, it seems like okay, maybe it wasn't the most mm. important thing, mm. but for me that was my priority absolutely oh and uh, i think the next song also ties in very well with what you were saying so trying to help other people and therefore we have the next song called people help the people by nice. birdie <laughs> <laughs> Hiding in those weak and drunken hearts Guess he kissed the girls and made them cry Those hard-faced queens of misadventure God knows what is hiding in those weak and sunken lights Fiery thrones of muted angels Giving love but getting nothing back Oh
listening to Student Radio Maastricht 107.5 FM, RTV Maastricht. The song you just heard was People Help the People by Birdie. Uh, I'm Julia, and I'm your host for this first hour, and I'm joined by Alina from the Student Radio Maastricht team. Hey. And Katinka, our tech. Hello. And Lisbeth, representing the well-being movement here in Maastricht. Hello. So where we left off, we were discussing kind of the... Um, um, threats to well-being that um, maybe university students experience um, in their daily lives and um, just how yeah how to deal with these different struggles that we encounter and um, maybe one aspect that um, hasn't been mentioned yet or uh, that we should maybe tie in into the conversation is I guess the pandemic and also the fact that we're transitioning sort of into a no more normal situation so um uh, actually, this was a thought that went through my head coming here um, this afternoon is I was always thinking of the pandemic being something that uh, definitely like um, worked against our well-being. So definitely it took a toll a lot on our mental health. And it was definitely a really, really um, difficult time. But at the same time, maybe for a lot of people, wasn't this maybe also... Um, a year that we was kind of um, a lot more laid back and we had much more time maybe to focus on things we didn't have time. So um, to what extent would you uh, maybe Katinka say that the pandemic gave us um, a sense to, um, I don't know, the opportunity to maybe also focus a little bit more on ourselves? Uh, I think it did give us the opportunity because we were forced to focus just right. on ourselves because you could not do anything else. Um, yeah, maybe that's a good one to also touch up on in the next hour because we're like kind of finishing up this hour. <laughs> so would that be okay with you, Julia, of if we course. do a cultural agenda now and of then we'll course. pick this up uh, yes, in yes, the next yes. hour? Of course. So yeah, what do we have for our cultural agenda? Um, we have, well, at least I have two things. So one, of course, is the study buddies, which take place every Monday and Tuesday, 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. at the Master Services in Care. And there's always somebody from the Student Radio Maastricht there for our walk-in hours. So if you want to join our team, learn tech, be on the radio, record a podcast, anything, find us. Um, and then there's the Energizer event this weekend. So that's Saturday, 10, it starts at 10 in the morning and at 4 or 5 with drinks and there's lunch and everything. Um, and the Student Radio Maastricht is a sponsor as well. So everybody in our community can get a discount of 15% on a regular ticket uh, with the coupon code STUDENT. What is that, like Stripe? Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stripe. <laughs> Radio Stripe Maastricht. I don't know. Hoogstreepje yeah. is what we call it here. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun as well. And that's all I have. I think, I mean, there's so many things going on. You can check Facebook if you want to go to a party because <laughs> they're yeah, all yeah, over yeah. town. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the, the SRM related happenings that we have. I don't know, Alina, if you have anything else? Yeah, not really. Follow our Instagram page, Facebook. Uh, you can find all the updates there, including the coupon code. Code and and so on. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and the well-being movement, right? Yes, we have that. maybe you can <laughs> give us some highlights yeah. it's uh, about it's still what's happening. Far away, but November. It's in November the okay, first until the fifth of November, and we start registrations open uh, up on the eleventh of October. So that's in two weeks, mm -hmm. and we're very excited and hoping to see you there. You can also follow us on all social media: Instagram, Facebook. So there you can find all information. And yes. if anybody's listening and they want to start working on their well-being <laughs> now, could they, is there <laughs> yes. any tips that you can give where to go, where to start? I think reaching out is uh, the main tip that I always give because don't keep it to yourself. Even how small it is, uh, talk to your friends, talk to your peers, to your tutors, to your teachers. And then maybe if you need it, you go to a psychologist, but that doesn't have to be the first step. So just reach out and uh, get in touch and come join us at uh, the events of the well-being movement. Yes. Well, thank you so much also for <laughs> coming in today and uh, show it, yeah, talking to us <laughs> about something that is very, very important. And we should definitely yes, take seriously and uh, continue also now in a world that is transitioning to, again, a more normal situation so definitely we did we did touch upon very important points today that i definitely think we should take into account yeah don't forget your well-being is always your priority and should come first yes so the song that we will be listening to now is rendezvous by meteor and emma histos <laughs> 
Kan ni mig låsa det kan Det säger telefon är alltid sårad En folk med när det mårde Råder dig Ik wil eerlijk 